Welcome to the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Get in on the conversation. Call 1-877-669-1292. It amazes me. And this is something that happens all the time, and it amazes me each and every time it happens. Excuse my hands here, but uh, my earpiece was falling out of my ear, so I'm sorry about that. Um, those of you watching, those of you listening at home, well, my ear my earpiece was falling out of my ear, so I reached back to push back in. So uh, I apologize to those watching who had to see that uh, that display. For those listening, you were spared, so just feel feel happy that you were spared. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. It always amazes me. I'm always shocked uh, when Israel gets attacked and then goes to defend itself and is condemned universally for defending themselves. This uh, last week's, or maybe it's, it's, it's almost two weeks already, uh, the attack, the Hamas attack on Israel, the Nazi Arab attack on Israel, done by Arab Nazis, that attack that I'm talking about, has been met with, um, with, with some sympathy from most countries. The usual suspects have condemned Israel, but most countries have said that Hamas went a little too far in butchering men, women, children, and babies. They went a little too far, they said. And protesters around the world have gotten into the street to support Hamas, to support an organization, to support a terror group, to support a Nazi terror group with a stated position of the extermination of Jews everywhere in the world. With a, with a, they, they proved their point a couple of weeks ago when they slaughtered 1,300 Jews and then took another 200 hostage. I think they proved their point that they want the annihilation of Jewish people, that they want to commit genocide against the Jewish people. Anybody protesting, anybody standing in the street supporting Hamas is supporting genocide against the Jewish people. Let's be clear. Let's not mince words. There is no reason to mince words. Let's be extremely clear about what is going on. Hamas is attempting to commit genocide against the Jewish people and people in the world, people around the world, some people around the world, are cheering them on, are saying, yes, let's destroy the Jews. Yes, it's a great idea. Let's get rid of the Jews. That's what they're saying. In Sydney, Australia, outside the Sydney Opera House, which put an Israeli flag up to stand in support with Israel, stand against the Nazi attack on the Israelis, there was a protest in front of the Sydney Opera House. The Arabs, the uh, the pro-Hamas Arabs, decided to go out and protest the state of Israel. And they stood there, thousands of them, yelling, Gaz the Jews. Gaz the Jews. That's what they were yelling. Gaz the Jews. Now I'm thinking, and uh, maybe I think too much. Maybe, maybe it's a problem that I think too much. But I'm thinking that if people are standing in the street yelling, Gaz the Jews, that doesn't have much to do with the Arab-Israel conflict. 
People are standing in the streets saying, let's commit another genocide against the Jews. Let's follow the Nazi lead and gas them. I don't think that has much to do with freeing Palestine as they claim they want to. I don't think that's the end goal. I don't think the end goal is a Palestinian state, whatever the hell that is. It's never been the end goal. The end goal has been how many Jews could we kill and how many times could we kill Jews and have the world support us. That has been the goal from day one. And it's unfortunate that most Jews won't admit it, won't say it, won't say it out loud. Most Jews won't point out the fact that the goal from day one has been annihilate the Jewish people, kill them, murder them, throw them into the sea, as Gamal Abdul Nasser said. He wasn't talking about Israelis. He wasn't talking about Zionists. He said, throw the Jews into the sea. You notice. And, and it's amazing. And, and if you think about it, it's really amazing. The words that they use are very clear. When Gamal Abdul Nasser in the 1970s got up and said, throw the Jews into the sea. He, he didn't say throw the Zionists into the sea. He chose his words very carefully. He said throw the Jews into the sea. When Hamas wrote their charter and said their, their um, responsibility, their, their goal is to annihilate Jews no matter where they live. It wasn't annihilate Zionists wherever they live. It wasn't annihilate Israelis wherever they may live. It was annihilate Jews wherever they are. Kill Jews wherever they are. Don't be, don't be a, a fool and believe that this is not a modern-day Nazi movement. Don't be a fool and believe that when they say we want to throw the Jews into the sea, when they say we want to gas the Jews, when they say we want to kill the Jews no matter where they live, they are being 100% serious. They are lying to us. They're not trying to hide who they are and what they are. They're being 100% serious. And if they had the opportunity to do it, as they proved a couple of weeks ago, they will do it. They have the opportunity to do it. They won't even hesitate to do it. Now, what makes this even scarier is the fact that there are thousands of people around the world who are standing in support of this Nazism. Now, if you ever wondered, and I know a lot of people have, if you've ever wondered how the Europeans followed the Nazis into their murderous spree, into their genocidal spree of the Jewish people, uh, how they followed the Nazis and how they turned in their friends and their neighbors and everybody they knew, and how they, they, caused, um, they caused mass death and destruction in Europe, we're living through it again. You're seeing it again. It is happening right now. You have, to, you have to take a look. Just open your eyes. You take a look. In Sydney, Australia, they were yelling, gas the Jews. In New York, in New York, in Times Square in New York, they were holding up swastikas. Now, these may be stupid symbols, and they mean nothing. In general, I don't get insulted. I don't get offended. I couldn't care less if somebody wore a swastika or held up a swastika. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me because I knew 
it didn't bother me until, and now it does, but it didn't bother me because I knew that the guy holding up the swastika didn't have the, didn't have the chance, would never have the chance to commit a genocide against me. But this last couple of weeks since this genocidal attack by the Nazi Arabs has changed my mind on that. The groundwell of support that Hamas has received, the thousands of people who have marched through the streets demanding the end to the Jewish people, has made me believe, without a doubt, that genocide, another holocaust, can happen at any time, anywhere in the world. Without a doubt, I have been convinced that my neighbors and my friends would kill me, would turn me in, regardless of how much they liked me or how much they didn't like me. I know it's scary to think about it, it's scary to say it, and I hesitate to say these things, but this past couple of weeks have proven the point. There was a time where I believed that there was evil, but it was tamed by basic humanity. There was a time that I believed that all men were created in the image of God and that no man was superior to another. There was a time that I believed that the Holocaust was an anomaly, a glitch in the matrix, a one-time event as horrific as it was, never to be repeated. I believed in the slogan, never again, after the genocidal Arab Nazi attack on Jews this past week. My belief really has been shattered. Now, years before I was born, Rabbi Meir Kahana wrote a book called Never Again. On the first page of the book, he wrote, it was ignored when, and this is the quote, it was ignored when American Jews stood silent during the Nazi Holocaust. It was ignored when Jews tried to strip away their ethnic identity in order to become real Americans. It's still ignored every time Jewish liberals choose to champion every cause except for their own people. When Jews in the suburbs scorn Jews in the slums, when Jews condemn other Jews for trying to protect their lives, land, and property from ghetto violence, when American Jewish youngsters have to ask who they are, when we are told Israel is an imperialistic aggressor, no power on earth can stop a truth whose time has come. With all the words already written about the genocidal monsters that attacked and massacred innocent Jewish men, women, and babies, I've come to understand two things. The attack was not an effort to free Palestine, whatever the hell that means. Nor was it a political message. This was a pogrom designed and executed for the sole purpose of murdering Jews. Now, there are some people out there arguing that there was just cause for this genocidal attack. That Israel has been abusing Gaza and this was retribution. While it may be true, Israel is in a tough situation. And they're very tough in the way they operate in respects to protecting their state from internal and external threats. And even if the claims that Israel abuses the people of Gaza were true, which, by the way, they're not, none of the political arguments, none of the pandering to the leftist crowd, none of the Israel-started-it mantra justifies the indiscriminate murder of over 1,300 innocent men, women, and children. None of Israel's so-called crimes justifies the bombing of ambulances and murdering of medics, the beheading of Jewish babies, or the burning of women and children alive. 
None of it justifies taking senile Jewish elderly people and Jewish children as hostages. None of it justifies putting Jewish children into cages or throwing them into pits or pushing them into the middle of a crowd of Arab children to jeer at them and spit on them, punch them and hit them with sticks. Nothing Israel has done justifies torturing Jewish people in the middle of the street. The number of dead will not equal the Holocaust. No, it won't. But the brutality and the humanity matches, and it might even exceed it. I can't help but think of testimonials aired on international media. A woman who cried that she was a Palestinian supporter and a volunteer that helped transport Palestinians from Gaza to Israeli hospitals for treatment. A father who told the harrowing story of his eight-year-old daughter who was on her first sleepover when the attacks happened. And the joy he felt when he was informed that, he f- that she was found dead. Imagine, a father celebrating his daughter's death, knowing that if she had survived, she would either be raped and tortured by the evil mob or kidnapped and held hostage in a dank, dark cellar. He said she was better off dead than experiencing any of that. And for those Jews who supported Black Lives Matter during the whole George Floyd-inspired Let's Destroy America summer tour, for those who raised money for them, who donated to them, who fought and argued their worth, who cascaded anyone speaking against them. Just this week, BLM carried out, uh, carried out, it, it's hard to even say this, because so many Jews raised money for Black Lives Matter. So many Jews fought and, and, and unfriended people and, and really got upset and uppity. People spent their uh, birthdays, they, they did fundraisers for their birthdays on Facebook. For Black Lives Matter, Jews supporting, jumping full-fledged behind Black Lives Matters. Well, this week, Black Lives Matters came out in clear and full support of Hamas, in support of murdering babies, in support of committing genocide against the Jewish people. The thousands of people who took to the streets in support of Hamas should be arrested and tried for supporting war crimes. It's extremely scary to think that these people and I used to term people very loosely when referring to these things, that these things occupy the same space in the world as humane, normal people who don't celebrate death and murder. Right before he died in 1990, Rabbi Meir Kahana had planned to open a museum called the Museum of the Potential Holocaust. In the museum, he intended to prove that at any moment the Holocaust against the Jews can be started and perpetrated in the Americas. Not long after his assassination, I had the chance to tour the completed museum in his former political headquarters. It was scary, and as a young man, I shrugged it off as a fantastical fantasy. Anyone can build a narrative about anything by throwing together news articles and piecing together select stories to back it up. It's true. When I first read Hamas's charter, which calls for the murder of Jews everywhere they live, I shrugged it off as political rhetoric. I now believe them wholeheartedly. This past week, the past couple of weeks, I saw that Kahana's prediction was right, that a Jewish Holocaust could happen again anywhere in the world. People in Sydney, Australia, Hamas supporters, they were chanting, Gaz the Jews. In New York, Hamas supporters were holding up swastikas. The supporters of Hamas have told us and continue to tell us who they are. While we were hesitant to believe them, 
1,300 dead and 40-plus decapitated babies drives home the point. The people of Gaza handing out candies in celebration of these murders makes it extremely difficult for me to muster up any empathy for anyone living in that land. So yes, call me what you want. But if you stand with Hamas, you stand with Nazism. You stand with supporting genocide. Shame on anyone who ever supported BLM. Shame on the world for allowing them to exist. I don't know how humanity moves on. I don't know how we continue to live while monsters still roam the earth. I don't know how we could possibly reconcile that our neighbors and people living around us people we go to the grocery stores with and people we stand in traffic with and people we stand in line with are active supporters of genocide uh, of the of, of the call and the and the and the want to ge- to commit genocide against the Jewish people I don't know how we continue I don't know how humanity moves on I really don't but I guess we must I don't think we have much of a choice we must continue we must continue, we must pray that Israel is successful in eradicating the enemy from our world. And we must join everyone around the world in waiting a bated breath for the day that evil ceases to exist. Now the Israelis are supposed to go into Israel on Friday. That's the plan. They delayed it. And they delayed it because they were, they were being humanitarian. Even after a genocide was committed against their people, even after... The genocide that was that was committed against their people, the genocide, the attempted genocide, uh, was applauded by the people that they were going to attack, even after rockets were launched onto innocent people's heads and continued to be launched onto innocent people's heads. Even after all that, even after 1,300 Jews were massacred, even after 40 babies were decapitated, Israel is still trying to save lives and doesn't want to murder and doesn't want to kill anybody who's not guilty of committing a crime against Israel. So they're waiting. They're waiting to allow the innocent to leave. They're begging. They're urging them to leave Gaza City, to leave Gaza, to go somewhere else, to find somewhere else to be so they don't get killed when Israel goes to eradicate evil. And yet, with the humanitarian gestures and everything else that Israel has done, Israel continues to be attacked. Israel continues to be condemned. It's, it's, it's really a scary situation. It seems that any time Jewish blood is spilt. Nobody really cares. It seems that anytime Jewish blood is spilt, it's cheap. If an attack like the attack that Hamas committed against Israel happened in the United States or in any other Western democracy, the country that attacked them would have been flattened by now, regardless of who was killed. There's no question in my mind that America would not would, would have flattened the country in one day. They would have sent in their troops. They would have just destroyed the place, killed everybody there. 
no question in my mind that that would have happened. But Israel, Israel has to, Israel has to, to show restraint. Israel has to show proportional, be proportional. Their, their, their response has to be proportionate. What is proportionate response for the murder of 40 babies, uh, the decapitation of 40 babies? What's proportional response for the, for the brutal, brutal murder of 1,300 people? What's proportional response? Paul writes on Facebook, Whose idea was it to put two groups of people to share that small area of land and have it divided like it is? Well, actually, the, the land is divided the way it is because the 1948 partition plan was rejected by the Arabs and accepted by the Jews. And when the Jews accepted it, they took the small piece of land that they were given in the partition plan, and then they were attacked by five Arab armies. And the land now is, they, they conquered the land that they have now in that war, and in subsequent wars where they were attacked. It's uh, unlike Arab countries that threw all the Jews out, that expelled all the Jews from their country. Israel has allowed Arabs to stay in their land. Uh, every other, every Arab country in the region, every Arab country in the uh, in the entire Middle East, has thrown Jews out, has expelled their Jewish population. There are very few Jews living in any Arab country, and there used to be a lot of them. Yeah, there, there were a lot of Jews living everywhere in the Middle East, and uh, they were all expelled from their countries. Israel is the only country that allowed that allowed people who weren't their people to live in their country who didn't expel people, who didn't displace them, didn't create refugees, and, and, and didn't throw people out. And they're paying the price for that decision. It was a mistake, and they're paying the price for their mistake. The price is internal terrorism, external terrorism, and the absolute belief amongst the Arabs living in the land that Israel must be destroyed at all costs, and the Jewish people must be destroyed at all costs. It's, it's a scary scenario. It's a very scary situation, if you ask me. You can call in if you want, by the way. The number is to call, one 669 1292 That's one 669 1292 We are live, and you could feel free to call in anytime you want. one 669 1292 it's a scary situation. I, I I don't know how else to phrase it. It's it's a very difficult thing to phrase. Um, you you know, we, as humans, as as people who speak English, we have very limited vocabulary, and there are certain things that that, that require words that do not exist. Um, for instance, if I want to describe to you the the feelings that most Jews have when they think about that terror attack that happened. That happened uh, two weeks ago. If I want, if I want to explain that to you, I want to use a couple of words to explain that to you. I, I would be stuck with the words horrific, horrified, and uh, and disgusted. These are the two words that I'd be stuck with because there's no word that is strong enough or powerful enough to express the kind of hatred of this this event that happened. The the kind of disgust, the kind of uh, of of guttural. Uh, visceral feelings that most Jews are feeling um, today. 
And, and and this feeling doesn't go away. This feeling continues, and 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 just keeps eating away at us. As we think about the people who who are still being held hostage, we think about the babies and the young people and the and and, and the people burned alive and the people who were murdered. And, and and make no mistake, make absolutely no mistake about this. The people who were murdered by Hamas in Israel were solely murdered because they were Jewish. There was no